What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Movement Church. You know, for the most part, most Christians can uh, say that they have a certain story or, or person in the Bible that they relate to, that they reflect on and say, yes, that's me, or a certain time that they went through a trial or went through something. They, they look at the story, they look at the event or the encounter, and they say, yes, that's me, or that was me. That is what's going to get me through this. So uh, today, I wanted to go into a more personal level with you guys about my relationship and encounter with God and, and talk about a certain story, a certain event that we see in the Scripture that actually might catch you off guard that I say that I relate and I reflect on the most. So to do that, let's go to Luke chapter 7, uh, verse 36. We're going to read a few verses here, and I really just want to pour my heart out and tell you guys um, how I feel about my encounter with Christ and my walk with the Lord. I want to kind of show you where I reflect on, and it might actually catch you off guard. So this is what it says, verse 36. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting Jesus to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of a person this woman is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, Say it, teacher. A moneylender had two debtors, one who owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? And Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have judged correctly. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. For this I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven." Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now this may come as a shock to you as a, as a male because for most guys, uh, our stories relate to, um, you know, like David and Goliath, right? Those are Samson, these, these masculine stories, Elijah, right? These, these just masculine encounters, but... Me, honestly, when I think about the night that I got saved, the night that I encountered Christ and went all in, and then throughout life, whenever I, you know, have trials or, you know, I just come into the presence of God, I just, I just reflect and I relate to this encounter right here that this woman had with Jesus because here I am in such great debt. I was in such great debt. I was such a, a horrible sinner. I was, I was completely. Oh man, I was overloaded with the debt that I had towards God. And still yet, still yet, His mercy overloaded me. His, His grace overloaded me, right? His love overloaded me. My personal uh, story that I relate to is this woman with the alabaster vial of perfume. Here I was, so unworthy, so guilty, 
And still yet, he thought of me as worth it. He looked at me and said, that is my son. That is my child. That is the one who I want to serve me. That is the one who I want to die for. So to me and maybe to you in life, whenever you feel like you're just so wicked and you're just so sinful and maybe you feel you're too sinful to turn towards God, do not hold that thought. That is a lie from the enemy because God loves you and God's grace and God's mercy will literally overflow you. The Hebrew word, the Hebrew phrase, kosi revaya, I'm pretty sure is how it said, my cup overflows. And that word for overflow is really not even translated. It's more of saturated. Let God saturate you with love, with grace, and with peace. I reflect on this story because I, I do not ever want to forget where I come from. I don't ever want to forget the the slop that I, I came from, the lifestyle that I had. I don't ever want to forget where I've come. I don't want ever I don't want to ever think that I need to go back to Egypt because of what it had for me. Because it's a lie from the enemy. I must remember. You must hold fast to the understanding of the grace and of the love that God has for you. Wipe his feet with your hair and with your tears. Anoint Him. Worship Him. Give Him the glory that He deserves. For He paid a debt that He did not owe. And I don't know about you, but when I think of myself, I would not have died for someone like me. But He did. He did. And when I think of the song, would you take the place of this man? I shout yes, because I understand at least to a portion of how great he is and how much, oh my gosh, how grateful we should be for what he's done for us. So on a personal level, this is my story. This is me. And I don't ever want to get away from that revelation of who he is in comparison to who I was and to who I am now in him. Because it's like Paul says, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. Now, the body of Christ is not just his flesh like it was when he walked the earth. As he ascended, the body of Christ became the church. We are the body of Christ. So just in the manner that you see Christ walk throughout the Gospels, it is a direct representation. It is a direct example. It is a step-by-step guide to how we are to live as the body of Christ. He came as the example of how to love. We can't ever be grateful enough for what he did. So I, I, I pray and I feel that this has edified you because personally, every time I read this, every time I even see the slightest mention of this story in a Facebook post, it, it takes me back to the moment that I, I met the Holy Spirit because I'd heard about Jesus all my life. 
But the moment I met the Holy Spirit, the moment that I understood who Christ was and encountered Him fully, I, uh, it changed me. And I'm believing that for all of you as well. It's no coincidence that you're here. God wants to walk with you. He wants to grow you, strengthen you. So think about this story. Think about this encounter with Christ. And think to yourself, is this something that you would do? Is this how you feel about the Lord? I just want to close with a prayer on that. Father, we are humbled by your grace and your mercy and your love. You set us the perfect example. And we are so grateful for that. So, Father, right now, I don't want to ask you for anything. I just want to be with you, God, and just praise you and thank you for what you've done, what you continuously do, and what you're going to do in the future. And, God, thank you for just being who you are. So we lift up all the praise and glory forever in your name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. I hope you have a great week.